0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Work Hard to Tire Early podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Hadaway, and today I had the pleasure of speaking with Dave Schmidt. Dave is the founder and CEO of Real Alternative Capital, which provides private lending to aspiring real estate investors. So, How are you today, Dave?
1: Hey, thanks so much, Joe, for having me on the show. Uh, doing great today.
0: Always good to hear. So can you walk me through about, or I guess with what you do
1: at Real Alternative Capital? Yeah, sure. So uh, we're a full service private lending company, um, private hard money. You know the words are sometimes used interchangeably, but to really summarize it, we take our money and we take investor money and we help finance uh, other real estate investors' deals. Typically, that you know those type of deals are single family, uh, fix and flip. You know short term loans, um, and and we're really passionate about kind of being the connection between the retail investor looking to get, you know, safer returns than in the stock market and more predictable returns, um, put their money on the street and then help those real estate investors that need funding fast, because a lot of banks and and other lenders really don't finance these deals. It's a very niche market. So uh, I'm very passionate about helping both sides. um, And that's why I started the company.
0: So you talk about, you know, being passionate about both sides. You know, is there any more detail going into what made you start your journey into entrepreneurship and starting the firm?
1: Yeah, sure. So I actually started in the maritime business. Uh, I went to maritime college. I worked on tugboats for a while. And as I was, um, you know, at sea working, I was always trying to find ways to make more money. Uh, You know, when, when I was home, I had a lot of time off. And I was always trying to find, you know, ways to put my money to work and make more money. Um, eventually uh, it led to real estate, reading about real estate, uh, watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts. And then eventually um, I was attracted to flipping houses, you know, finding distressed properties. Um, I found a mentor when I was about 22 years old, um, started, you know, started flipping properties. Uh, I, I guess that's when I really became crazy about entrepreneurship because it was just, to me, it was all about, what you put in is what you got out. So not necessarily the harder you worked, but the more you learned and the better you got, um, the the better your marketing got, the more money you can make, which I had never experienced that before at, at a job, you know, I could work really hard at my job. And other people would work not as hard as me, and they would make the same amount of money. And I just like the fact that I could learn more, do more, uh, you know, do two things on the weekends. And that led me to make more income. So I was really, and I, I felt like I was, in, I was in control. I was able to quit my job pretty quickly. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily advise people to do that as early as I did because it definitely kind of put me in a tight spot. But um, I just liked having control of my own life.
0: I hear you on that. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned, you know, nine to five flat paychecks. So, it, and at first it was kind of rough starting out. You quit
1: your job a little too early? Yeah, so it, it definitely was tough because um, – I had a set amount of money. I think it was like 10 or $12,000 to live on and start my, my business. I was fortunate. I was living with my parents. Uh, I wasn't living in the basement, but you know, pretty, <laughs> pretty similar. Um, I, I was fortunate in that way. Uh, but it's just, you, it, it always takes more money and takes more time than you think, whether it's a project, whether it's getting a business off the ground. So anybody that's listening, um, Although everybody wants to run and quit their job as fast as they can and and they're passionate and they know they're going to be successful, it's just going to take some time, you might want to just, you know, wait a little bit longer. Uh, One of the reasons that I quit, which, you know, if I had a real nine to five where I was in an office, I probably wouldn't have quit, but working on tugboats we were going out to see a lot and I didn't have like cell phone service, uh, internet. So it was really hard, you know, if a real estate deal came up and we were gone for, you know, our typical schedule was two weeks on two weeks off, I would be losing out on deals. Um, And I really didn't want to do that. Now, looking back, I could have probably hired somebody to work for me in the beginning, but um, that's why I quit right away. But to to anybody that's new out there, don't quit right away. Uh, You know, get get some reps uh under your belt before you you know pitch the day job.
0: Good to hear. Definitely good advice. So you're know, moving back into your work at real alternative capital. Uh what would you say was the you know, the hardest part about getting started?
1: So the the hardest part for me to get started um I think is to really t- to to maybe look at competition um and I'm, I'm not somebody who always worried about competition, but it's just when you are dealing with something as intricate as maybe real estate or private lending, and you see all these big, you know, big dogs, uh, quote unquote, big dogs, you, you can be a little bit intimidated, but when you educate yourself, well, when you have good leadership, good mentorship, a good team behind you um, I think you need to be very confident. And luckily um, I didn't. I wasn't intimidated too long, and I think that helped me. Is I don't have an ego, but I just um, I got pretty confident in you know in what I had learned and what I had taught myself and what others had taught me, and I just kind of used that to propel myself. And you just don't want to second guess yourself, I guess you know, especially when it comes to deals where there's a lot of money on the line. Uh, there were times people said, "Oh, well, you should have done that deal; it would have made you a lot of money," and I knew in my gut that I couldn't make the deal work. Um, and, you know, sticking to your gut and, and, and having confidence in yourself, I think that's huge because there's going to be days when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to second guess every decision you've ever made. And and it's going to be a roller coaster. I still have those days today. You're going to, you're going to have a roller coaster consistently, but you need to be able to look back and say, I know what I'm doing. You know, everything's going to be all right. I got to trust what I know. I can't listen to other people because there's a lot of people in real estate and any business. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people that claim they know what they're doing, and to some degree, you have to trust yourself.
0: I hear you on that. Everyone wants to talk; very few actually want to (laughs) play.
1: That's right. That's right. And a a lot of the people that that talked a lot in the beginning, whether it be for me, it was family members, friends, uh, people in other businesses. They didn't understand my business, and a lot of their advice although maybe they had good intentions, maybe they didn't, a lot of their advice um, came from their background. So they they didn't really know where I was coming from. So if I took a lot of that advice seriously, which I got plenty of uh, <laughs> advice, and, and some of it not so friendly, you know, you're stupid, you're not going to be successful. If I listened to all these people, um, I would have no direction. And I think that, you know, you have to make your own direction and you can't let that noise interfere with, you know, which way you're gonna go.
0: And so I believe you kind of touched on this in the beginning, but do you want to go back to it? You know, what benefit do you feel that private lending hard money offers to investors over, say a bank loan?
1: So I think that the biggest the biggest thing that uh our company and other small, you know, private lenders that are localized to markets, I think the biggest Plus side we offer is um, speed and flexibility. I, I, you know those are two things, but um, they kind of interchange a little bit. Uh, speed being, you know, we can release funds extremely fast because we're not a big bank. We don't have a huge amount of bureaucracy. And then flexibility. Um, we just recently put a bunch of stuff on social media about this. Put together some YouTube videos um, about like cross collateralization, using other assets to give people loans. Um, doing cash out refinances on existing rental properties to maybe give them money to finish a project here. It's just very, um, to me, it's probably what banking was like way before you and I were around, you know, maybe 50, hundred years ago, but banking has changed so much. I feel like it's not as personalized and um, we really are all about service and helping people grow. Or I think, um, you don't see that with big institutions anymore. So, really, just to answer your question, speed and flexibility those are those are the two. Um, when you when you deal with a private or a hard money lender in real estate, it's always going to be more expensive than a bank. But you always have to weigh those options uh, in in the business.
0: Don't know how familiar you are with the uh, BRRRR novel and that method.
1: Yep. They, yeah, they, very familiar.
0: Yep. They talk a lot about building a relationship with a small company, which. Exactly what you're discussing now.
1: Yeah, it's we we talk to a lot of people that are doing the Burr method, and that's because their local bank will probably finance it, finance the property as a rental property, but they don't understand the construction loan. You know, a hard money loan is basically a two part loan. Typically, it's, you know, you get money for acquisition to purchase it at the closing and then you get construction funds that are released, you know, as the work is completed. A lot of banks um, just don't understand this and they're not um, they they don't have the people in the office that have experience with it. We have experience because I started flipping houses and, you know, I've done tons of projects and I continue to do projects. So I understand it. Um, Banks don't understand.
0: So, you know, moving back into the business side, when you're looking for clients and deals, how how do you you found those? How did you start? Has it evolved
1: any? Yeah, so that's a that's a really great question. I think there, there's kind of for us there's a there's a two pronged approach. So there's like the online approach where we market on Google, Facebook, things like that. But then there's also the approach which I I personally like a little bit better, which is reaching out to other investors, other agents, and just saying, hey, this is what we do. Um, you, and and i'm always upfront about it we're not the most uh, we're not the, the cheapest money in town but we're familiar with this this and this um and just trying to help people scale their business because i think the the most limiting factor for most real estate investors is access to capital um there's a lot of money out there but when you're self-employed um banks don't like self-employed people institutional lenders don't like self-employed people so although there's a lot of money on the streets and and they there's a lot of big lending companies the small guy uh it you know if you own another business if you own some rental properties um a great example is a gentleman the other day he's a he's a mortgage originator his income varies all the time he doesn't have steady w2 income but you know he can prove to me that he's making money that's somebody that we can help where a bank will look at that and and shy away from that or another woman called me the other day and her credit really got you know, impacted because she needed to use a credit card to finish a project. She paid off the credit card, but, but by maxing out the credit card, it, you know, dropped her credit, like a hundred, 150 points over the course of a couple months. And now the bank doesn't want to work with her. I'd be happy to work with that person. So um, we're just happy to help people uh, scale and and get the funds they need to to get the job done.
0: I hear you. I've previously worked with a national lending firm and uh, we were, allowed to give out loans to self employed people but it was the biggest bureaucratic process
1: sure and it's it's no different in in hard money um it's i, I we make the joke that like you, they want to see everything up to your birth certificate you know it's it, it it can be a little bit ridiculous the amount of paperwork and um i just know in my opinion i don't think that should be the the biggest uh the biggest like uh worry to you is, is being a paperwork jockey, because when you're trying to find deals right now, it's probably the hardest it's been to find deals in a very long time. There's so much competition. So many people want to flip houses. Um, There's so few deals out there. Everybody's fighting over it. You don't want to spend all day filling out basically loan applications from a big bank. That's, you know, from a lender that's pretending they're, they're a hard money loan. Uh, company, but they're really you know backed by a big bank, and they have all this bureaucratic process. You you don't want to deal with that, and I certainly never did. Um, so yeah, we're, we're we're trying to avoid the bureaucracy of banks.
0: I hear you. And uh, I was looking on your website. You know, if you're trying to do an online application, step one was the online app, and step two was a
1: phone call with yourself. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So um, it's this is a very small company. It's me. Uh, my father is my partner. And my sister is our executive director. Um, she deals with a lot of like the transactional paperwork. But in terms of when you're applying for a loan, um, you're going to speak with me. We're probably going to come out to the job site because like I said, we only lend in our local area, which is you know Delaware, outside of Philly, South Jersey, uh, the Delmarva Peninsula, if any of your uh, borrowers are familiar with that area. Um, so you're going to deal with you know one of us the entire time there's not any um there's not any other people that are involved
0: always definitely good to hear i was actually going to ask you know, while while you're on the phone talking to a prospective borrower what kind of things are you looking for in like a deal or in a borrower
1: so that that's a great question the big thing for us because we're true asset based lenders is what's the deal like i mean i i like to see people that have good credit and have cash that's great um but if they have no experience we can still fund their deals um but it's it's to me it's all about the deal when you have a great deal because i and that's why i started real alternative i had a great deal and i went to so many lenders and it Turn into the bank-like experience, and no, we can't give you the money, and no, uh, well, we need this, we need that. You don't, you you haven't been in business long enough. Your credit's not high enough, and it's like this deal is going to make a lot of money, and you don't want to be a part of it. It blew my mind away. Uh, so I don't want to be like that. I, I want to look at the deal. If you have a great deal, we want to figure out a way to get it funded. That's why we cross collateralize. So we're going to ask about the deal, what they think it's going to sell for, all fixed up the repairs, um, you know, have they done any construction projects? Um, Have their business partners done construction projects? You know, do they, are they allowing for uh, contingencies in their construction budget? Um, Things of that nature. Do they have cash on hand? You don't have to have cash, but it certainly helps uh, to have cash on hand. So those are all the things we're going to ask about. And then in terms of income, We're just going to ask how, how did they get their income, we're going to want a snapshot, you know, of like some personal financials, we don't need tax returns things like that but we just want to see, you know, I, I know as a business owner you don't want to show a lot of income on on your taxes so banks don't like that, I can somewhat appreciate that they don't want to pay the full amount of taxes legally of course. Um, so we want to just make sure that if we give you the loan, you're going to get the job done. You're going to do a good job. You're going to get it done in a timely manner and that you're just going to move on to the next project. And we're not going to have any problems. We're not in the business of loan to own. I don't want to own any more houses than the ones I own right now. Uh, we want to make sure that our borrowers move on to the next level, get the next project, and then basically have that lifetime relationship with them where, it gets to a point where you call me and say, Hey, Dave, I have this deal. And I'm like, all right, man, I've done five deals with you. You know what you're doing. Let's get you the money when you need it. And let's get this deal done.
0: I hear you. And out of curiosity, where do you personally see the most deals is it like in a single family, multi-family?
1: Yeah. So, so we only do um, we only do loans based on real estate, you know, collateralized with real estate. We don't do business loans. Um, That may be something we get into in the future, but like I said, real estate's really my niche. Um, Single family is without a doubt the biggest because of where we're located. Um, The part of Delaware that I'm based in is pretty rural and the Delmarva Peninsula is pretty rural as well. There's not a lot of multifamily, but small commercial is something that we certainly see a a, a decent amount of, um, you know, maybe a small restaurant or a mixed use, um, you know, some, with some retail space uh, on the first floor, and then maybe the second floor is an apartment or two, things like that, um, and single family. That's really what we see the most of.
0: I, you know, definitely depends on the market, but I think for most rural, your single family is where the money's at.
1: Yeah, for us, we like the single family mostly because it has the biggest pool of buyers, um, especially right now. It's for us the, on a risk adjusted basis. We think it's uh, to, to invest, it, it's the best place to invest our money uh, because most of the houses that we flip and our uh, borrowers flip are first time homebuyer houses. And there's just so many first time homebuyers in our markets. Uh, and there's such you houses to buy that we really don't ever have to worry about the property selling. And that's our biggest thing.
0: And uh, moving on now into kind of, you know, the culture of your firm, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that it's, you know, yourself, your father and your sister. Do you think, you know, being a family company has really helped your focus and the culture and was that and like an arrangement you recommend for other people?
1: Yeah. So I think it's, it really depends on, it, it obviously depends on personalities. You need to get along with it, whoever your business partners are. Um, I get along extremely well with my father. We speak multiple times a day, every day. Um, and we just, we've always had a really great relationship. And I'm very grateful for that. My sister, she, she worked uh, in property management for about the last, I don't know, at least five years leading up to working for us um she manages all my projects um all, all my real estate projects um and she went to school for real estate management uh, at virginia tech so she she really fits in well it's not just like a, a give me job because she's my sister she's you know more than qualified and understands the role and um I think having the right team is is a huge part of the business being successful. We all get along well. We, any personal issues that we ever have, we keep that out of the business. We're all efficient and communicate well. Um, And I think that's the biggest thing is communicating well and everybody understanding their role and everybody having the same overall vision and goal. Even if it's not, you know, your family, anybody that works for you, if they don't have Um, the same goals as you. And there's a famous author named Cameron Harold. He talks about this in some of his books. If your vision isn't aligned with the people on your team, then you probably need to get rid of those team members. Um, And, you know, our vision, you know, to put it broadly is to allow my father to retire and work more passively because he's a doctor right now and allow for us to kind of live a more, um, you know, I would say passive life or make our income passive as well. Although I love to work, just give myself more flexibility and freedom uh, with my life. Cause I've seen so many other people uh, like my father work their whole entire lives, kind of give me the the choice to do what I want. So, but back to the original point, I would just be clear that whoever's a part of your team had the same vision as you. If they're saying, Oh It's Monday. I don't want to work. I hate working. Like last night, Sunday, I was excited to go to work today. Uh, And I think everybody on my team should be that way. And if they're not excited to work and they're not excited to do deals and help our borrowers, then they need to go work somewhere else.
0: So any tips you'd give, you know, we talked quite a lot about your business and starting up. So any tips you'd give to your fellow entrepreneurs or
1: real estate investors? Yeah, so th- there's there's definitely a couple of tips. Um, the biggest one is to learn how to market. Uh, I'm a big fan of Russell Brunson. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's started ClickFunnels. He's wrote uh, numerous books on marketing. And um, I would say one of the most overlooked parts of businesses, in my opinion, uh, not just new businesses, old businesses, um, is marketing. There's so many people that think, that, that brag they say you know all my business is word of mouth and i i respect that and that's great but i can't emphasize uh marketing enough if if you're in a position where you have too many leads and you only get to pick the best deals um that's the best position to be in in any business if you if you're a business and you only have so many people and you have so many deals coming at you that you can say, I don't want to work with this person who treats my team disrespectfully and doesn't appreciate us, but I can work with this person who really likes us. Um, That's really powerful. And, and we're getting to that point. Um, And I've always done that. I've even, I've even shied away from doing business with certain people uh, if they're not respectful. And I think they're going to be a pain and uh, things like that. So learn how to market. And then uh, I think, Working on yourself. I think the most powerful investment and the highest uh, ROI you can get, you know, using some investment terms, the highest ROI you can get is investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. So I read a ton of books. Uh, I love to self-educate. I love talking to other people that are in the business, uh, joining masterminds, things like that. But I think you have to really educate yourself and get to the next level and, cont- and, and not stop. So, like for me, I can't, I can't go a couple of days without learning or reading something new. I mean, to me, it's basically every day. You know, reading the Wall Street Journal, reading. Uh, so, I think the other thing is to never stop learning. Some people, I don't know where the quote comes from, but they say when you stop learning, you basically die, or you kind of, uh, you you fall by the wayward. You know, especially in business, when you stop learning and you get really comfortable you become old news per se. So, um, uh, that, that would be my biggest thing, especially starting out. You're never going to know it all. Um, but, but keep learning. Don't stop learning. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Last couple of questions for you. Uh, where sure. can we find John online? So my website's realalternativecapital.com. You can check us out there. Um, if you head to our YouTube, uh, or my LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, those are kind of our two big or our three big uh, places. I also, I'm, I'm pretty active on bigger pockets, uh, contributing there. But if you, uh, go to our website and check us out, you're going to learn a lot. You know, even if you're not in our market and we can't help you, uh, I can send you in the right direction, but you'll also learn things about hard money loans and private lending and being a real estate investor that you probably won't hear in many other places.
0: And I'll make sure to link all that in the show notes below. Sure. Well, thank you very much for coming on, Dave. Great talking to you.
1: Sounds good. Thanks so much.